Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview Sharkpreneurs, who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Sean Doyle, principal at Fitzmartin Inc., a leading consultancy focused on sales, marketing, and management, sales and marketing technology services, and revenue operations. He is also the author of his latest book, Shift, which explores 19 practical ideas grounded in the science of behavioral change that can transform a business's marketing efforts and, of course, by extension, its profitability. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's awesome to be here. Do you believe all that stuff? It sounds like my PR guy wrote it. It sounds like a very good PR guy wrote it. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's dive into the real version. Let's go back in time just a little bit. How did you get started? You know, the, the aha of my career happened in 2002 when I had a life crisis and uh, couldn't literally went from running marathons to couldn't walk the stairs of my house. Fell asleep in the parking lot at work. And uh, somewhere during that journey, I was introduced to this behavioral science, and we're not going to get wonky about it. But what I discovered was marketing and sales is literally like behavioral science applied. So we use this thing we call cognitive marketing, and it's this customer-centric model that equips sales and marketing to know what to do and when. And that is the aha moment of my career, and it has given us for the last, what's that, ever a million years now, the ability to go in and identify the barriers to sales that are holding companies back, holding executives back from achieving their goals. So we love it. It's incredible. It works. And uh, uh, if you want to talk about it, we can talk about some of the most often found problems. Absolutely. So we've always said here that marketing is two things. It's math and behavioral psychology. So you are absolutely right. I agree with you 100%. How did Fitzmartin get started? Oh, wow. That was a million years ago. So 30 years ago, we started as a design shop. Uh, I worked in uh, grassroots cable TV marketing, and the other founder was an art director. And uh, we met at a publishing house and uh, went through that uh, journey of, of a design studio and grew into strategy and understood that that was actually more fun. And um, have worked with companies like Georgia Pacific, worked with uh, BBVA, Compass Bank, have, and, you know, everybody's got their a few names they throw out their uh, success, but most of our, our highly impactful work, uh, and we call it enrich, we wanna enrich the lives of our clients. And we love this emerging middle market B2B space. Like that is a place where people are growing and they hit these walls and they can't quite figure it out. You know, there's some natural 
points where uh, barriers crop up. And uh, we love working through those. And the way we do that is now really working with, and you mentioned RevOps at the beginning, revenue operations. Like that's a great place, a great way to impact uh, a executive team's life. Uh, and uh, by coming in and understanding revenue. And one thing that we do that's different uh, that I would encourage your listeners to do is we call it selling backwards. Like don't worry about hiring a market firm to do all this early stage pre-contemplation kind of stuff, right? Everybody, every you throw a rock, you're gonna hit a marketing firm that does that. Find a firm that's gonna start with the late stage deals that don't close. Then you can apply this behavioral science. Then you can see sales and marketing working together. Then you're gonna close the deals that are game changers for you and your business. That's what we're passionate about. Awesome, so let's dive into that. How do you simplify marketing technology decisions when there's literally over 7,000 options right now? Oh gosh, you know, the last time I saw that map and I met the guy uh, who now works at HubSpot that created it, um, I'm forgetting his name, Steven. Uh, we're gonna uh, talk soon, but he uh, has now over 14,000 listed. It's wow. crazy. So, you know, we break the whole piece down into three chunks and that's how we do it. We have a methodology that again, instead of, instead of trying to look at technology, let's look at customers and what their needs are. So we can, at the simplest, say buyers need things that look like demand generation. Buyers need something that looks like sales enablement technology, and then customers need customer success technology. So we take all of those 14,000 lumps and throw them into those three buckets. And if we can build a foundation based on the needs of the buyer, based on the needs of the customer, then we've got something that works instead of it being based on the, the, the bells and the whistles, the shiny objects of the technology, which is what most people get excited about. I'm meeting next week with a significant uh, American national level uh, accountancy. And I glanced, they have 54 tech items in their tech stack, 54 businesses, 54 pieces of tech. There's no way they're utilizing them. So they're paying for stuff. There's old code left in the front end of the website. It's a train wreck, right? So I'm gonna be able to help them simplify, lower their cost and make it more effective by turning their technology around to, to what the customers need, right? That's what we should be doing. We should be customer centric. Absolutely, I agree 100%. How do you define full funnel marketing? Oh, beautiful. So uh, behavioral science says that people, all of us, when we go through change, we go from uh, not even aware of it, right? Uh, Pre-contemplation is the term. Uh, and we go through this journey and business and sales, we call it a customer decision journey, right? So you should be able to break that down. McKenzie has some great articles on it. Uh, we believe in the trans-theoretical theorem of behavioral change, what, whatever you want to look at, but just understand people go through steps. Um, and the, the end of that success is this advocacy. It's this customer success. It's that net promoter score of 83, or which we have a client who just achieved that. I just met somebody yesterday who had a, a 96. I kind of want to make sure their math is right. That's ridiculous. Um, but you know that would be full funnel, right? Understanding that you're helping communicate. We see selling as helping. And we're helping people from before they even contemplate buying your product or service all the way through to being an advocate. So if you break that down, and the science we use breaks it into uh, five big chunks, five conversion points that allows us then to be incredibly 
really helpful and specific uh, versus uh, a software technology company we helped once that had 63 steps in their sales cycle. I don't you know, that's, that's nuts. Who can, nobody is that granular, except I guess an engineer said the, said the high level marketer, right? Uh, but you guys, Seth, you're an expert. I mean, you, you guys have incredible success. How do you define it? I'd love to hear that. Well, I guess you are allowed to flip the mic. So uh, full, <laughs> full funnel marketing to us would be identifying the correct prospect, um, communicating with them where they want to be communicated with, delivering a message of why our client is different and what they do that that prospect should take advantage of in such a way they raise their hand, qualify themselves, and then go through an indoctrination process, ultimately coming out the other side of paying customer. And then being turned into a raving fan evangelist who tells the world. Yeah, Ken Blanchard never gets old, does he? Um, so Absolutely. yeah, I think that's an incredible definition. And one, you said one thing that's so critical. I'm old enough that I've saw I saw the conversion, the flip from sales being in control of businesses being in control of the communications channel to now customers being in control. Customers can get information about you without talking to your sales force, without reading your marketing. They don't have to do that. You know, when I buy, I'll just pick on Amazon, and when I buy a product to get the deer out of my front yard that keep eating my plants do i believe what the company that has this device says or do i believe the twenty-three thousand reviews i believe the twenty-three thousand reviews and if they're good i'm buying it if they're not i don't i don't even read the marketing literature and yes i'm a marketer i realize what i'm saying <laughs> so yeah i think you're right the, the power is in the hands of the consumer so that customer centric point of view matters right it really matters Absolutely. So what inspired you to write the book Shift? Oh, gosh, I just was so tired of beating my head against the wall of executives who, you know, I, I walk into a business and Seth, you're the CEO. So glad to meet you. you know, would you introduce me to your marketing person? And, and they would either say something really offensive, like, oh, my marketing girl is out today. I'm like, oh, don't say that ever again. You drive me crazy. Uh, Seth didn't say that for the record. Um, but you would get this, uh, yeah, my niece who or my nephew just graduated from art school and I've got them in marketing. So I'm so frustrated by this because those same executives would hire uh, everybody else in the C-suite that would know what they're doing. They'd hire somebody that had a CPA a degree to do their, to be their CFO. They'd, they'd, uh, the, they would find people that knew how to run a plant. They would never bring in the nephew who just graduated college in logistics and put him in charge of supply chain. But then they put him in charge of marketing and say marketing doesn't work. That's why I wrote Shift because I'm angry. <laughs> well, I wanted to equip executives to understand why that marketing lever isn't working for them because they've all had bad examples. And, and you know, the other, the other proof business case that happens all the time is I hired an ad agency and it, I spent a couple hundred thousand dollars and it didn't work. Yeah. Well, it's because the ad agency did all this early stage stuff and created more awareness. And they may have, like, okay, let's just pick on a heavy industrial. Are you aware of a company called Caterpillar? Absolutely, everybody is. Yeah, okay, so if they buy more awareness, does that help? Not yeah. if everyone already knows who they are, probably not. Right, so most of us don't have brands like Caterpillar, but most of us do have brands that are relevant to a certain audience that do already know who we are. So the key point of awareness that behavioral science points us to is help people understand how it's relevant to them, 
not that it exists, but they went out and they hired an ad agency that creates awareness for a living. And they did some ads and they said it didn't work. Well, it's because it wasn't customer centric. It was agency centric or it was business centric, not customer centric. So that, that is the, those are the situations that shift was written for. And it's 19 practical helps for an executive who wasn't trained to lead marketing. And I'm not here to hawk book. I mean, Seth, you offered to buy all the customers that wanted if they come to book <laughs> for them. So if you come to Fitzmartin and uh, just shoot uh, me a note, Sean at fitzmartin.com or go to the free help page, uh, I will ship you the book that Seth paid for and you're in great shape. So, or you can go to Amazon and buy it. I think there's a few up there. I uh, greatly, greatly appreciate that offer. Now, obviously, we don't want you giving away the secret sauce. We want everyone to go get the book. But can you give us an example of, let's say, two or three of those practical ideas that they're going to find in the book to inspire them to go get it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the first is, uh, is have a point of view of sales. Like if, when you're interviewing, there's questions. There's, well, there's a chapter that has four questions that define what you should ask. So for example, if you ask in an interview for your marketing staff, if you ask a, a, the wrong questions, you're going to get a tactical person, for example, instead of a strategic person. You might get an art director when you, what you needed was a strategist who could help elevate. So I mentioned Caterpillar earlier. Um, you know, for example, this is a great example, actually. I think it's brilliant. Marketing's value. So there's another company called Komatsu, right? So they have excavators. They each produce an excavator within maybe a 10% variance of, of specification and Caterpillar's value is sold for $25,000 more. It's a it's $110,000 product, not a $70,000 product, but they both do the same thing. They both move. They have the same reach. They move the same amount of dirt. Like if, if what you want is an art director, then don't expect better ROI from it. Right. Uh, another another piece is this helping helping an executive understand a simple sales cycle, and and the the goal of that is is to move away from opinion. There's too many marketers with too many opinions and too many ideas. Sorry, Seth. I know you've got opinions and ideas too. That's all right. Yours yours are validated, right? Of you course, have massive they are. Success. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's too many people with too many opinions. So that's why we choose not to have an opinion. My staff's actually not allowed to say, I think they've got to say the behavioral science informs us that at this stage, this is what the buyer needs. Um, and that changes the conversation, right? So we give that in the book. Those are probably the two best examples. The rest, you're just going to have to you know, discover on your own. That's awesome. We will definitely. You can also it. get some of that stuff at the fitzmartin.com slash free help page. There's, I love giving it away. I'm old enough. I, I didn't invent this stuff. I'm just helping people apply it. Awesome. Let's, with all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? Oh, wow. Uh, if I said awareness, that'd be kind of ironic. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I think just overcoming the barriers. Uh, growth is happening. Um, the, the barriers that are occurring uh, to, for us, growth is happening in most people's businesses right now. Uh, unprecedented economic times, uh, massive amounts of cash flowing around. And I think sometimes when sales is too easy, you know, I've got one client that has hit, oh, about 64% of their annual goal and it's, you know, 40 wow. days. 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's just, you know, what, what, how do you help that person? Actually, that person, there is an answer to that, by the way. Um, you know, how, there's a lot of things marketing can do when you've already achieved your sales goals. Um, but I think that sometimes it's too easy um, and people are, are comfortable. The biggest barrier to people hiring me is they're comfortable doing things the way they've, they've done them before, right? Sure. Just inertia. You know, they're, you, you look a CEO in the eye, look a CEO in the eye and say, listen, your $128 million revenue business, it's, you're failing. And they, they look me in the eye and say, show me your private jet. <laughs> and I don't have a private jet, right? Not yet. Uh, so it's hard, you know, getting over that inertia. But when I look at that $128 million company, that's a real example. I see a company that should be double that, that's declining in margin and declining in gross revenues. So I look at that and go, we can, we can crush this thing because they've under leveraged marketing. They've had a sales forward sales only. I actually call it, um, they've, they've bludgeoned their way to sales over so many years. And in some years when they had scarcity, they had market share, they gained market share and they're, they're hanging on that market share from a decade ago. So, wow. You asked me what time it was. I built you a watch. Absolutely. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Oh man, enriching people's lives. You know, there's this financial part of what we do. We want to help people sell more, but I love helping people discover things about themselves or be able to uh, implement what their passions are and uh, to support that. I mean, we've got uh, uh, people in our team. Uh, we have uh, about 28 people that are full-time uh, and actively engaged people. And I, I love investing in their lives and, and our clients too. You know, I want to be I want to enrich their lives. I want to help them achieve their goals. And that is so fun to go work with an executive team and, and just be part of those successes. So absolutely. Yeah. Great, great, great example. Uh, love what you're doing. You mentioned it several times, but please give our listeners and our viewers one more time where they can go to learn more and where they can go to get the book. Yeah, well, I promise uh, no bludgeoning you to death with my shameless salesmanship. But if you have, have any questions... <laughs> I am glad to help you in any way uh, for free. Uh, there's lots of resources at fitzmartin.com, F-I-T-Z-M-A-R-T-I-N.com. And there's also some offerings at Sean M. Doyle, middle initial M. It's important to have that in there. And uh, you know, if you're a smaller business that doesn't quite fit that emerging middle market B2B space, I'm running a half-day retreat for an entrepreneur tomorrow. So I love investing in people's lives at that small emerging. I mean, this is a one-person business. Um, love helping people all over the map and uh, speak often and, and just enjoy it. So reach out, ask me for help. I'm glad to help you any way I can. Well, we greatly appreciate it. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Sean Doyle of Fitzmartin and the book Shift. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. You're awesome, man. Y'all are rock stars. This is like best part of my day today. Wow. Thank you. Well, you just made mine. So thank you so much. We greatly appreciate your time. Thank you everybody for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH 
to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.